morning, everyone. This is your favorite podcast in the world. This is the best podcast in the world. This is the Strength and Skills Podcast. This is your host, Nick Tibusek, and with me is my co-host and my interview partner, Rado the Boss Bossage. <laughs> All right, as you already heard, Rado is going to be my interview partner today because I would like you to get to know him a little bit better so that you know who the fuck you are listening to. Listening to. And today we're going to hear a little story from a guy who is originally from Croatia. And are you, are, are you, are you from a, a city or is it a village? Where are you from? Yeah, I'm actually from a village in Croatia, which is near a city, um, which isn't also big. It's like 30,000 people living in the city. So yeah, it's quite of a small surrounding thing. Right. But you started training pretty early, didn't you? Yeah. And uh, that was around about, I think it's already six years. I think it's 2015. I was 15 years old then, I think. Okay, I started like everyone, like with this classic uh, bodybuilding uh, thing. You know, I bought two dumbbells and at home I was just doing chest and arm workouts and nothing else. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then one day I tried to do a pull-up and I realized how weak I actually am. And that really struck me and I wanted to get stronger. So I started implementing some back workouts. And that's also the time when calisthenics started to get really big. I know especially the scene in Germany was in 2015. I remember the FIBO competitions and everything. I was watching that. And <laughs> I, I know it sounds funny, but I was really amazed but, but by all the dynamic moves they did. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I started doing calisthenics then. I found a park nearby and yeah went there with my friends and decided to train. That's crazy. What, was it the first touch of you with, with any sport or did you do anything in, in the, in the, when you were a kid or something? Uh, yeah, I did karate for 10 years. I think that's also really important because uh, it affected pretty much everything else when I uh, trained because simply because of, I think, body awareness and also having a good base uh, of movement. Um, that really helped me and I also did like three or four years of basketball, but that was nothing serious. Okay. So yeah, All right. karate was a much, much bigger influence. So when you started training 2015, I, I think I remember that you also did some Olympic weightlifting. Where did, when did that start? Yeah, uh, it started when I met my friend in the park who was uh, my first mentor. So shout out to him if he's listening. Um, he basically introduced me to one of his friends who was do doing Olympic weightlifting. And um, at the start, at that time, uh, this mix of gymnastics and Olympic weightlifting was also getting more popular because um, there was Little Beast and also Ranjit and every, all the guys from the calisthenics scene were starting to promote leg training, you know. Yeah. So we hang up with that guy and um, he basically was letting us in to that uh, Olympic weightlifting uh, gym. And the only reason we, we went there was to train legs, you know. Um, 
what you had to do um, in return was go to competitions. So I would do Olympic weightlifting training only to train legs there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a background story there. That was 2016. Uh, that was one year afterwards. And that was really nothing serious, you know. It was like one year of Olympic weightlifting training and uh, my technique wasn't proficient or anything and I wasn't um, super strong, but yeah. it was definitely an important experience um, for me. Um, because yeah, it introduced me to this leg training, you know. Yeah, 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 and of course, probably a little bit more structure in your training. Yeah, absolutely. Because you had to then think about all right, how I'm going to do upper body workouts and lower body workouts. I'm going to mix this calisthenics calisthenics thing with the Olympic weightlifting. You know, you had to tackle it a little bit. Yeah, uh, was it also the first contact of you um, with some mobility stuff? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, because, um, as I said, all these guys were also promoting um, some mobility training, and I also started doing that. And there was also the notion, you know, for bodyweight skills, you have to have a certain amount of mobility because it makes it easier for you. So if you have a good uh, pancake, a straddle plant will probably be easier for you, you know. So that's also one of the reasons why I started doing mobility training. Oh, that's well. That's good. Yeah, but but also, I mean, for Olympic weightlifting, you do you do need quite of a uh, mobility base in order to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. So that was the first contact, and then you you educated yourself a lot in that topic. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> my, my first book that I read uh, on training in general was Overcoming Gravity, and it's not that it's a bad book. Um, it's definitely a good one, and it brought me forward in terms of knowledge. Um, and it was also an important piece in my development, for sure. Because I started doing programs, I tried to tackle things and see what works or not. Um, so that's also one of the first steps in me actually writing programs. So usually when, when I hear people are from Croatia or somewhere Eastern Europe, I would say, Usually these people are always very much into this street workout community. Have you have you been part of that? Uh, yeah, in my home city, uh, people tried to develop a community. And especially at the start, when I started training, that was the time when it shined the most. Uh, I also did my first competition three months into my training, uh, which was kind of a fun experience. But afterwards, basically nothing happened. And it was just like two or three of us that were doing the sport and nobody else. But I think it's also our fault, partly because we actually didn't try to promote it. Yeah. But I also mean, I mean, I was a kid, you know, I was 15 years old. What did I know? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. That's classic. <laughs> okay. Then you, you, you did your, all right. You started training by having some dumbbells and then you added up some, some uh some 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 back workouts then you jumped into this olympic weightlifting stuff yeah for, how, how did you evolve from there yeah uh, basically from there um i don't know what happened to me but i was really interested in acquiring all the possible bodyweight skills out there so i started doing a lot of like Uh, one-arm chin-up training, front-level training, straddle press training, handstand training, you know, and uh, completely neglected the legs. 
And my programming back then was probably really poor because I didn't quite progress. And also a lot of stuff outside of training was happening with school. So um, I didn't really make a lot of progress then. Yeah. I also neglected basics, which is a really big mistake for me. And that cost me like a year of training. You know, I, I did progress a little bit, but uh, I would have definitely progressed more if I knew what I did. You know? yeah. So after the Olympic weightlifting training, kind of a skill phase came in, you know, where I tried to uh, master the bodyweight skills that I have. Okay, that's interesting, but you completely neglected all the basics. No, no classic. I did have, I did have uh, like um, weighted chin ups and weighted dips sometimes, but that was really low volume. And when I look at the, because I was writing down training programs, and now when I look at it, it's a really big face palm. It was really low volume, and you couldn't expect to progress in that, you know. <laughs> 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 that's interesting all right what what happened then what, what, what was well, going yeah, on after that i realized that basics are important and you have to drill them and there's it doesn't make any sense for you to train uh, the one option up if you can't do 15 proper pull-ups you know that i mean <laughs> it came <laughs> really late uh, but yeah, I completely switched up my training and I started doing a lot more basics and that's also when I started to progress more, you know, I was doing a lot more volume on pull-ups, dips, push-ups and all the other good stuff. And um, yeah, I also had, because of the, this basic thing, basic uh, thing, I also had a barbarian space uh, where I would train really high rep, uh, do these um, routines like uh, one muscle up, 10 dips, five pull-ups, and then doing that for sets, you know, I was really struck with that. And I also wanted to become a barbarian. Um, and then, um, yeah, also the weighted calisthenics scene was rolling at the time. Yeah. And that's what I found more interesting and then I jumped on that train. So <laughs> a, lot, a lot of jumping from one thing to another in my journey. Um, which I don't regret. I think that all of those things are valuable experiences, you know, because they brought me where I am today. Yeah. You, you had to find your passion. I had to find it, you know. So if you can't know what you enjoy doing, if you don't try out many things, you have to experiment, you know. Absolutely. I like that. That's, yeah. that's cool. What, what, was the, what was the time then? 2017, 2018? No, oh, that was... I think that was 2019, no, 2018. And then uh, in the middle of 2018, I started doing uh, a lot more weighted calisthenics. Yeah. And I also started like introducing back squats a little bit and leg training because it's a discipline in weighted calisthenics. And then, yeah, uh, in 2019, um, that's the year when I joined body right? Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's all of the stuff that led to that. All right. <laughs> what happened when you joined Bubble Coaching? <laughs> yeah, progress happened, you know, <laughs> finally. I mean, I was like four or five years already into my, no, four years into my training, and 
I didn't think that I could make any more progress. I thought that, you know, after two years, you're already like, that's it. And after four years, you're already an advanced lifter and what you got out of yourself, that's it. You can't get any more. Uh, but <laughs> when you apply proper programming and uh, everything else, it's wonders can, ha wonders can happen, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm basically struck on this weighted calisthenics thing mixed with this hybrid training for almost two years already. And we're making some great progress, you know. Uh, if somebody had said to me, like, um, three years ago, you would do 220 kg deadlifts for reps for you would squat 200 for reps, I would laugh. I wouldn't believe that. No. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. All right. So um, at the same time, you you came from Croatia to Germany to study sports. So yeah, exactly. So almost three years already living in Germany, studying. Yeah. Mm. You're finishing your bachelor right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm in my last semester right now. That's, that's good. All right. So, and, and you're evolved from an athlete at Barber Coaching into being a coach at Barber Coaching. Mm -hmm. And you're definitely, uh, I have to say that for my side, <laughs> uh, one of the, I think, definitely stars that are upcoming in, in that coaching community. Um, that, that, that's, that's why we have you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have to say that, definitely. Um, so what, what was your... Um, maybe most important um, thing that you did in training that really changed maybe, maybe, maybe just an experience, not, not, not this, yeah, joint barber coaching and I just really, really made so much progress. Maybe there was a, a special thing that you did during a training and you really experienced something that you, that really changed up some, some views of yourself maybe. So, What, is there a, a, a special story? Because I do have some of these stories where I would say that really changed me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that it was really early at the start um, with barbell coaching when I think you did a post um, how people actually underestimate them, themselves in training a lot. And then I try to uh, like think of it and see how that applies to myself. And it was really true, you know. Uh, when I was looking at my reps, I was like, right, you have like 10 more reps in reserve. Why did you stop your set? Why, you know? And then the following training sessions, I tried to apply um, the things you said in the post and try to really push myself and really hit that RPE 8, you know? And then, uh, You can't believe it. You make progress, you know, because you were sticking. You are sticking to the intensities that are prescribed. You are training hard. You're giving the stimulus, and the body is growing and adapting. It's yeah. you know, it's great. And um, yeah, I think that was the biggest change. Like you have to train hard, and really realizing that for me was really important because I was really always like leaving a lot of stuff in tank, a lot of energy in tank. Yeah. Um, 
And also, like, uh, when I came in uh, bottle coaching and I was doing, like, 90 kg Romanians back then. And then you have these girls in the coaching group who are repping out 120 kg. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know, are you even trying? <laughs> and that's which, you know, that there are people out there that are uh, uh, girls out there that are repping out uh, RDLs that are much, much higher than what I do. Uh, really gave me this realization that I am underestimating myself and that I simply have to push harder, you know? Because I was in this bubble with my friends where 100 kilo kg, um, 100 kg remaining deadlifts were awesome. But I came into this completely different bubble where people were immensely strong and that was really, really important. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was a shock. It was a shock to see that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like wrapping out 50 kg dumbbell Romanian deadlifts. And I was like, dude, what the hell? You know? Yeah. I'm there dying with 26 kg. I don't know. <laughs> it was crazy. It's it's so crazy what the bubble does to your mind once you 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 join a different bubble. Oh, it's yeah. completely crazy. I, I remember a good time back in the days. I, I don't know you you, you know Dave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dave goes beast mode. Yeah, yeah I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember back in the days when when he did his first God set, and that completely smashed me. He just went there and did a hundred reps on the bar without leaving the bar. And I, I thought, okay, I've seen that by Zef from Barbarians. And I thought, okay, that's Zef. He doesn't count. And then he comes there and does that. And for, for the listeners, check out Heavy Artillery, the YouTube channel. <laughs> And check out the God sets of Dave. That's that's gonna make you cry. <laughs> but but the point was joining a different bubble was and he was a close friend to me, but he just did that shit. I mean he was he always did crazy shit, but once you have people joining you and and destroying the bubble that you had by building a new one, you just yeah. See, okay, that's humanly possible. I gotta step up my game. <laughs> yeah. That's that's an amazing story. That's so cool. What was actually? What would you say um, when you? Everybody does these extremely hard workout with his friends. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite one you ever had? Yeah, uh, I already mentioned my mentor, um, and I'm. Really sad that we didn't train more um, after one that that one period. Uh, so I met him like three or four months into my training. So really early when I was doing street workout, and uh, his trainings were like crazy, especially for me back at the time. Like one muscle up for me that life was amazing. You know? uh, but he was really doing these hard endurance workouts. And he had this one workout called maintenance. Um, and it's basically five pull-ups, 10 dips, 400 sets. You know? And dude was doing that every second day, sometimes even waited. 
so five, 500 pull-ups and uh, 1,000 dips in a workout. And <laughs> me being a beginner and knowing nothing, I did my best to join him. So I was doing like three pull-ups and five dips, and then over time building that up. And these workouts are, I think, uh, one of the most important experiences for me in training because uh, it really taught me this mental resilience and to uh, really push the body uh, when you think you can't do anything more. Because, you know, like you do 50 sets and then you think to yourself, all right, I have to do 50 more. I'm just halfway through. And it's so, I mean, it kills you. That thought kills you, but just continue on doing it. And then when you finish, you really feel great. Um, so this time with him was really, really important for me. And then from 2017, I think that we didn't train anymore. I don't know why we parted ways. Uh, but yeah, that period was really, really important. And that's actually the time when I got my first injury. I got some tricep, <laughs> tricep tendonitis, <laughs> which isn't a wonder. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, these these work I remember that shit yeah, we did that back in the days too classic endurance stuff I mean the good point about it it was you already said this resilience that you get from there is such a different one F from, from what, what I personally would say I would say every lifter should have had times like that. I think it, it changed the way you approach training a lot. I think that people are taking training too much for granted and their situation because, you know, you have people who have perfect circumstances and they're still complaining. I used to uh, ride my bike 10 kilometers to the park um, drive it with 10 kg of weights in my backpack and it doesn't matter what weather it is you know it was snowing it was raining i was going to the park to do my training you know every second day after school it doesn't matter um and right now when i have these perfect circumstances it's not hard for me to do a training you know to do my workouts it's enjoyable it's great to be in a warm gym with all the equipment you need um you know, just have to do it right now. Just, just do it. That's it. Don't have to think about it. It's, I think also this, this, especially this, this, these bad circumstances. The weather can be whatever. It can be cold. It can be wet. The rain is pouring down. It, it can be anything. It could also be completely hot. Mm. Same thing. That's also not the best. Uh, I started at parks like that too, and um, you're dying sometimes. And um, I think the, the very important part here is, I think this builds you up mentally so much. And I think those who are listening to this podcast for quite a while, you guys know how much I'm into this mental thing when it comes to training I, I think you profit from what you what you gain during training so much in life that that this is a very 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 important part of 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 what is training 
the mental part and that you tell that story is such an important one because everybody who who did that back in the days or maybe is still doing there are people who are doing that right now so they they can relate to that because the very important part here is no matter what i'm going to train yeah, that's it Nothing's gonna stop me. That's it. That's if and 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 I think that's a very important one. Also, when people get injured, this mentality of I will go and I will train. Also, is what leads you through times when you are injured, because then you find a way to train. It may not be everything that you would love to do. I mean. I don't know, you break your back and can't do any lower body stuff, then you, of course, train upper body. You fucked up your shoulder. Yeah, well, then you got to do some lower body training, but you're going to train. That's, I think that's a very important one to, to um, get that into the head of the people. There's always a possibility to train. And I think that that was something that, really killed a lot of people when this lockdown situation came with this COVID stuff. All the people always had this, oh, I need I need a complete gym to train. And I remember back, back then when we said, yeah, okay, we will have rings and we will have some stuff and some stuff we will have to buy, but we're going to train no matter what. We're going to train. There's no other solution than training. <laughs> I mean, I see a lot of people who are doing, I don't know, anything now. Maybe some yoga and Pilates, but not really hard training. But actually, you can go out there, get yourself some rings from Amazon by, I don't know, 30 bucks. Hang them on a, on a tree and train. I still don't get why people don't do that. For me, that's in my DNA. I mean, I, I I always make 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 that clear for myself. So Nick, you can't go out. In the beginning, in the first lockdown, we weren't even allowed to use normal parks. It was it was forbidden in in in, in Indiana. You were not allowed to do that. Yeah. So okay, I put my couch out out of my living room and put in a rack so I could do my pull-ups, my dips and my squats there. Fuck that. I was even able to do muscle-ups. I had, I, I couldn't lock out. I couldn't do the dip, but I could do the transition. It was, I think just one centimeter of space between my head and, and, and um, the ceiling, but I made it. <laughs> I think you're doing the same right now with, with the bar that you're having in your room. Don't you? bend my legs quite a lot uh but the lockout at the top is possible i just have to watch out not to hit my head it's like the same like one centimeter but it used to happen a lot that i hit my head <laughs> so yeah not terrific but hey we're doing it you know well, what would you say look 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 looking looking into this time did that change a lot about your um thinking about training you mean when the lockdown came in not really, you know. Uh, I mean, I just had to find ways to train uh, like I usually did. That's basically it. 
and we did the stuff and I don't feel like I missed out on on anything. I think that I came back into the gym uh, stronger than uh, before. So, you know, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, uh. So we did everything right. Yeah. yeah. I remember that when it was just no no other solution than getting getting a squat rack for you. You had you had already your pull-up bar? I had a pull-up bar. Uh, I had a weight vest and some dumbbells. Um, so I had to improvise with the lower body training for the upper body training. It wasn't so hard because I had pull-up bar and the rings here. <laughs> I know that I used to do some back, back squats with my dad on my back because uh, the weight rest and the dumbbell just weren't uh, hard enough. So <laughs> I asked him, just come here for a top set, you know, let me do a set with you on my back. That's it. <laughs> also doable, you know. <laughs> Because there was no other solution. We have to train. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so when when you look into your training now, mm -hmm. I mean, in the beginning, you, you probably did it to look a little bit better and uh, building some muscle and stuff like that. What, there's things you do when you're 15. Sure. What's your, what's your why now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, right now, I want to become strong as hell uh, on basic lifts. You know, that's right now my main thing. Uh, really drilling the basic movements, not only on the bar and the P bars, but also with the barbell and just, you know, getting to the highest level I can get. Um, and I'm really interested to see where that lies, where is that potential, you know? So um, I realized that just introducing barbell training and pushing it a lot uh, made my body grow so much. And I really enjoy that, you know, it's a nice add-on um, to all that strength work and strength gains. So I really want to see where's the potential, you know, where does it lie? So just basic lifts, drill it over and over again and get strong as fuck, that's it. It's interesting because everybody is always, when you, when you ask them for a why, people are always like, oh, there has to be a, a, a crazy story, a crazy background story. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, have to have something in your childhood and stuff like that. I, it's not always like that. I, yeah, I kept it on a basic level right now. Like, where are my goals and what's the basic direction where I want to go in? Of course, there is a deeper story, um, like with everything, you know, the same is with training. Uh, but um, yeah. If you want me to tell that, I can tell that too. If, if um, you like to share that with the with the listeners, you, you can. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think um, we already talked about this in the past, uh, but uh, I was a pretty fat kid uh, growing up. And that's also one of the reasons I think that influenced me to start training because I probably had some body composition issues and complexes. So um, I think that's the main drive behind training. But then over years, it kind of split up. And especially during my uh, high school times, I think that training really saved me in a sense of staying healthy uh, mentally because I used this as an escape from all the obligations I had, you know? And it really helped me like develop as a person because um, I had to think about Right. I have to have a certain structure. I have to structure my training in a certain way so that I come to this goal and I have to apply effort in order to get there. And this directly transitioned over, um, over to my school 
uh, things and obligations. So it was also becoming a better student um, with training, you know. Uh, you can really see my grades grow up um, in every year of my high, high school. Um, and right now, um, as I said, I'm just trying to get as strong as I can, but also using it as an escape um, from everything else, you know, from the outside world. Yeah. Well, we just say how much does the training now influence what you're doing now? Of course, you, you already said it in training back in the days really influenced your, your um, approach to school. Huh? How, how is it having an influence now? Is it still like that? Did it evolve? What changed else? I think uh, it's still like that. You know, it's making me a better student um, because always when training is good and your training is there, I seem to study and I'm a lot more productive. Um, so I think that yeah, it didn't change. It's the same, basically. Yeah, yeah. Would you say it made you a better, a better human, a better person? Uh, that's a really tough question. I mean, it depends on what you mean, like better, better in a sense uh, to other people or better just by yourself, individual. I would say both. All right. Uh, I, I don't know. Better in a sense of other people. It could be uh, because, you know, as a coach, you need to have a certain amount of empathy and you need to be, you know, complete as a person to, in order to work with other people and you have to understand their problems. So that's, one important aspect of that. Um, but by myself, I think that it really, um, like you already mentioned, this mental resilience and really working when you have to get the work in, uh, no matter the circumstances, I think that's really important. And that transferred over to my studying and all the other stuff that I do in my everyday life. And also like, uh, because you have to have structure in your training, I also try to bring structure in my day. Uh, so that's also an important aspect. Yeah, uh, I think that, that that's a very important one. Yeah. <laughs> Having actually a schedule over the day, I'm going to do this at that time and this at this time. Yeah, yeah. especially now in these times. Definitely. Right. What was, what was your favorite experience you made as a coach? It's really hard to take out one experience out of everything that happened because, I mean, they're all great. Uh, but I think, like, you know, I won't name name names here, uh, but I work with this one person. I still work with him, and we're doing his mobility training, and uh, he's really dedicated to it, and he's making gains. But... My favorite moment was when he said to me, you know, hey, I can finally sit at the beach with my legs crossed over and I don't have any issues doing that for a longer period of time. You know, when he had this transfer from his normal training into his everyday life and it, and it made his everyday life more enjoyable, you know, that's it. That's everything you need and that's what it's all about. So that was really great for me to see this transfer, you know, because... Uh, People always talk about like progress in the gym. I made these great numbers and everything, but rarely does someone talk about the transfer it has over to everyday life you know, and to make one's person life quality better by 
uh, simply doing his mobility routine and mobility training, you know, I think that's awesome. It's a great influence. I think that's a very beautiful story because I know who you're talking about mm -hmm. and I love this guy. Yeah. I, I know how thankful he is for that. That's okay. He's, he's so happy about this. And I think everybody who ever had an experience like that, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be the mobility experience. It can also be, I was able to, I don't know, help my mom with the shopping. I don't know, stuff sure. like that. I mean, if you haven't been as weak as fuck. So, um, and now it's not like that anymore. I think these things, we underestimate how much training can influence these things into for, for, for the better. Mm. Mm. And also how much sometimes these things really not only on, on this physical side, but also on, on the mental side, how much this often helps people so much to maybe get through hard times or being, as you already said, being more resilient um, when stress comes in and you are there and thinking, well, that's, that's a tough time, but actually squatting 204 reps is a little bit harder. I, I remember a guy, I heard his podcast. I know him personally. He's a, one of the best bodybuilders in, in, in Germany right now. Uh, I think he hasn't competed for three or four years, but he's unbelievable. And he's actually a guy working in a bank. And he's always doing his workouts in the morning before he goes to work. And he's a, he has a pretty high position. So when he comes into the meetings in the morning, he already had his training in. We are talking about a guy who's, I think he's deadlifting 260 for reps. <laughs> so, and he comes in there having a cup of coffee and people are having any problems in the meetings and stuff like that. And he's sitting there, well, you guys think that that's our problems, but I already had my 260 for three right now. And now I'm going to zip my coffee. Imagine that. <laughs> That's a complete different level when you have that state of mind in there. I think, I think this, these things may change a lot in life when you, when you realize this is only about you. I'm, I'm not talking about comparing yourself to someone else because there will always be someone stronger out there. But when you realize how much you can be at peace with yourself when you train and how much that influence can be and how much, I don't know, self-confidence can I give to you because you are safe with yourself. You are so serious about yourself. This can be a, such a big influence next to being able to sit on the beach with cross legs. Yeah, Germans would say Schneidersitz, you know, that's the thing. And you, you are able to do that after, I don't know, more than 10 years you have, haven't done it because you weren't able because, you know, I don't know, you, you sat on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a chair for so long. <laughs> and I, I love that story, actually. I love that. That's such a, that I, I remember when you told me that, 
also when this guy touched the floor for the first time yeah i also remember how how much fun these uh, so, so some of the guys who made the prs when you worked with them after they had this big big um this one guy who had this uh, you, you you are listening to this podcast i know you <laughs> but when he had this big injury on the abs yeah being able to do stuff again i think that made him happy that made him happy that's some 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 good work some very good work here all right i love that story okay what would you say what are your plans for the future as a coach where would you like to go Well, yeah, right now the first goal is to finish my degree and then most probably do my master's too because I would like to round up my education. Yeah. Um, then I would also like to do a good um, coaching certificate course. Uh, most probably the one in Vienna by Intelligent Strength. Yeah. Because I really find that one to be the best one in the German-speaking realm. But also I think... Like you can apply that to a, to a bigger area. You know? um, probably do that, and also you know um, the classic thing was probably work in the gym with people because I think that personal training is also important, um, and continue developing in the online coaching realm. And yeah, that's basically it. You know, just education is right now my first priority. I like that. Oh. For the listeners, if you liked what he told about his life, about his story, about his plans, you can easily apply to work with Arado if you're listening to this. And um, just check out on uh, the link in the bio in, in Strength and Skills podcast for the hybrid athlete strategy. Or you uh, check out bar-bellcoaching.de slash links. And apply for that because um, Radu is also doing some some uh, of our hybrid athletes. And if your goal is to smash some weights, get some 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 uh, body weight training in there, and also having some serious mobility. Radu is the guy. He's the guy. He's making people mobile. That's <laughs> that's well. And actually, for my for my personal view, I would recommend this guy because uh, he's one of the less people I would say I would lay my personal training my training into his hands because I trust him so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. There are less people in the world that I do that. <laughs> are there any closing words from you that you maybe a, another story you want to share or something? Oof. Uh, yeah, uh, I think something that I wanted to mention and I forgot to tell, tell that uh, when we were talking about uh, like doing something when you were injured, I forgot to mention uh, when I got injured in this tricep tendinitis thing, that's actually uh, the way I got into Olympic weightlifting training and doing mobility training because I had no other option. <laughs> My triceps, uh, they were hurting so much that I couldn't run. I couldn't do pull-ups without pain. So <laughs> I think that's quite funny. 
I don't know uh, why it was so serious, but I'm happy that I was able to heal that. So that's, <laughs> I think that's a quite um, interesting story to close it with. Well, yep. Sometimes, you know, most of the times you start doing things because the pain is so hard. And this yeah. is not only something that, that applies to physical things, it's the same thing. Sometimes you only get into the, 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 the very needed conversation with the person because it hurts so much. And sometimes you apply for help because it hurts so much. Yes. How often do I have people who talk to us, you know, I'm not coming, I, I'm, I'm not getting where I want to go with my training and this hurts me so much. I need to go get stronger. This is always when the pain is big enough, then you do yeah. it. Then yeah. you do it. Yeah, that's that, that's a good way to round things up. That's it. All right. So for everyone who liked this episode, please feel free to share this one um, with your family, your friends, with everybody who needs to hear this one. We hope you liked it. And if you wanna wanna get to know more from Rado, please let us know in a, in a maybe a message to Strength and Skills podcast on Instagram. Um, If you, if you have any more questions, let us know, shoot us some questions and we hope you have an amazing weekend. This is a Saturday morning and we're going to get some more coffee and hope, I hope you do too. 